Hey, what's up? It's Coach K. Do you feel like you have a solid plan in place to guarantee that pass symbol? There are so many students that I talk to that say that they hate reading and they feel lost with their study plan. If this sounds like you, click the link in the show notes to apply for our coaching program. We'll walk you through absolutely everything and help you walk into the MPTE knowing that you're going to pass. I'm Kyle Rice, awful test taker turned physical therapist and standardized test coach for over 5,000 physical therapists worldwide. It wasn't that long ago that I struggled with anxiety, lack of confidence, and the fear of failing the NPTE. Fast forward through the challenges, the 13 standardized test failures, and many lessons learned, and you'll see the life I have today, a life filled with love, financial freedom, and a dream job that allows me to change lives every single day. I created the NPTE Clinical Files podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies along with a step-by-step walkthrough of NPTE-based questions. All of this so that you can dominate your exam like I did and achieve your dream. So if you're a driven PT student who's looking to pass the NPTE and start creating a life you love, you're in the right place. Enjoy the show. For this week's clinical file, we have Audra, and Audra presents with wasting of the thenar eminence of the hand as a result of median nerve palsy. The patient's thumb appears to have fallen in line with the fingers due to a pull of the extensor muscles. Upon examination, the patient is unable to oppose or flex the thumb. The observed clinical findings are most likely associated with which of the following deformities. So we have A. Ape hand deformity, B, boutonniere deformity, C, carpal tunnel syndrome, and D is Benedict hand. All right, let's go up to the top of this one. I'm telling you right now, this question has a lot of information in it. So if you're on the treadmill, you're in the car on the way to the clinic, what's up? But also you might need to rewind me, all right? There's a lot of information here. But let's break it down nice and slow and get to this final right answer. All right, so we have Audra presents with wasting of the thenar eminence of the hand as a result of median nerve palsy. All right, we got to make sense of this first. For the MPTE, you have to know what the thenar eminence of the hand is. That's located on the side of the thumb. It contains muscles like the flexor pollicis brevis, the abductor pollicis brevis, opponens pollicis just as some examples there, all right? So it's on the side of the thumb. Now, you also have to know the hypothenar eminence, and that's on the side of the pisiform. It's on the medial side. So it has muscles like flexor digitum minimi and abductor digitum minimi, those types of muscles, all right? So make sure you know that for the MPTE. Now, in this question, it says that the patient presents with wasting of the thenar eminence as a result of median nerve palsy. All right, keep that down in your notes. Let's continue forward. It says the patient's thumb appears to have fallen in line with the fingers due to a pull of the extensor muscles. Time out. So the thumb appears to have fallen in line with the fingers. So that's pretty much like a saying that the thumb is more in an adducted position. It's like the thumb is right next to the index finger. All right, and so get that visual, and you may need to go on Google or Physiopedia, whatever it is, and look at a picture of this so you have that mental visual there, all right? So think about that. Thumb appears to have fallen in line with the fingers due to a pull of the extensor tendon or extensor muscles. Now it says, upon examination, the patient is unable to oppose or flex the thumb. 
Ah, this is really important information for you as we get down to the answer choices. Make sure you remember this. The patient is unable to oppose the thumb, unable to flex the thumb. So we have a thumb that's pretty much stuck in the adducted position, unable to oppose or flex. Okay. It says the observed clinical findings, everything we've spoken out about before are most likely associated with which of the following deformities. For those of you on the podcast right now, let me go through the answer choices again. We have A, ape hand deformity, B, boutonniere deformity, C, carpal tunnel syndrome, and D is Benedict hand. All right. A lot of important deformities for us to know for the MPTE. Let's go through them piece by piece. A, is ape hand deformity. How many of y'all think that this is the correct answer here? I see a few of you. All right. So what ape hand is, is a condition where there's a problem with the median nerve. All right. And a lot of times the median nerve has been impacted in the forearm area. It's been damaged. And now the person has a median nerve palsy. Okay. Now here's the problem with that, that when they have this median nerve palsy, they have weakness in the muscles innervated by the median nerve. All right. How many of y'all are familiar with median nerve muscles? We went through a few already. We talked about opponens pollicis. We talked about abductor pollicis brevis. We talked about flexor pollicis brevis, the superficial head. The first two lumbricals are also innervated by the median nerve. So, with ape hand deformity, I know that I'm going to see thenar eminence muscle wasting. I'm going to see that there. So, Mm, that makes sense with the question. With ape hand, I also know that since those muscles are becoming weak, I'm going to see a thumb that's more in that adducted position. It's not going to be able to flex very well. It's not going to be able to abduct, and it's not going to be able to do opposition. So this starts to really make sense to me that maybe in this question, I'm seeing ape hand deformity. Because everything that's involved with ape hand deformity is pretty much listed here in this question. Thenar eminence muscle wasting. The thumb appears to have fallen in line with the fingers, aka the thumb is more in that adducted position. The thumb is not able to oppose or flex. All of that is consistent with ape hand deformity. I like the answer right now, but hold on. We are not done yet. Let's continue down the answer choices. Well, wait, before I go to B, we have to make sure that ape deformity is actually answering the question. The question says, the observed clinical findings are most likely associated with which of the following deformities? Is ape deformity a deformity? Yes, it answers the question. So again, I like A. Okay, let's go ahead down to B. B is boutonniere deformity, boutonniere deformity. Very important for you to know for the MPTE, this is where we have what is known as a central slip disruption. There's a disruption in the extensor mechanism of the digit, all right? And it could be multiple digits, but tends to be the fingers that are impacted the most. And I would say your index finger or your second digit, it could happen to your third or your fourth or even your fifth digit, but I really don't see this often with the thumb, Okay, I tend to see it with the second, third, fourth, or even fifth digits where they have this thing called a central slip disruption. Okay, so what do we tend to see? We tend to see on a clinical examination where your proximal 
interphalangeal joint. Your PIP is flexed and your DIP is hyperextended. So does this sound like the scenario that's in the question? No, this has more to do with the fingers than it does the thumb. And nowhere in the question did it say anything about a flexed PIP and hyperextended DIP. Nah, it doesn't make sense. Here's the other thing. That in the question, it didn't come off and say that the patient had some major issue like a trauma or something like that. And when a central slit disruption happens, a boutonniere deformity, a lot of times it's traumatic, all right? And so B, overall, I just don't like it. There's some extra information there for your notes for the future, but I just don't like B. Let's go down to C. C says carpal tunnel syndrome. A lot of y'all selected this one, and I see why you did, because you fell into the trap of the median nerve palsy. We see that in the question that they bring up median nerve. We know carpal tunnel syndrome has to do with the median nerve. So it's a very pretty answer here. How many of y'all selected this because it was pretty? All right, now here's the problem. Does carpal tunnel syndrome really answer the question? And the answer to that is no, it doesn't. Because the question says the observed clinical findings are most likely associated with which of the following deformities. Carpal tunnel syndrome is not a deformity, so we can already eliminate this one as it doesn't answer the question. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and put an X next to C. We're looking good right now. Almost done. But hold on. D is Benedict hand. I'm going to tell you right now, Benedict's hand has always given me a problem. It's like one of those conditions I can never get to sink in my brain. All right. Sometimes you may see it as Benediction hand or Benedict hand. So let me talk a little bit about this one. Uh, Sign of the Benedict or Benedict hand presents with numbness typically in the fourth and fifth digits. And actually, what you'll really see is that the fourth and fifth digits start to kind of what they call claw over or have a claw-like appearance. Now, with this Benedict hand, what you'll see is that fourth and fifth digits have hyperextension of the MCPs, metacarpal phalangeal joints, but flexion of both the proximal and distal interphalangeal joints. All right. So get that mental picture right now that the fourth and fifth digits are the most impacted with this condition. All right. So here's the thing that we need to keep in mind. This question had everything to do with the thenar eminence. It had everything to do with the thumb, had everything to do with the median nerve. It didn't have anything to do with the fourth and fifth digits, which is really on that hypothenar side. And it had nothing to do with the ulnar nerve, which is primarily impacted with the Benedict hand. So here's the thing. D is not where I want to go. It doesn't sound anything like that because D is more ulnar nerve based rather than median nerve. And again, we are looking for something that has to do with the median nerve. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and put an X next to D Benedict hand because mm, doesn't seem like the best answer here. And today it leaves us with our final answer of a ape hand deformity. For those of you who got this question correct, congratulations. This was a tough one, a lot of information in it, but for the NPTE, you need to be ready for the longer questions that have a lot of information in it. Take it slowly though, 
pull out the key words, the key phrases that are helping you to rule in and rule out answer choices. We saw in this episode that the patient presented to us with a median nerve problem. So keep that in mind. We also saw that the patient had a thumb that fell in line with the other fingers, meaning that was more in that adducted position. The thumb was unable to oppose or flex. So it just lets us know that this thumb is fixed in that adducted position. Well, what deformity presents like that? Apand all the freaking way. Apand deformity, that needs to go down in your notes, all right? Now, boutonniere deformity, like I said, it happens more to the fingers, not so much the thumb. But here's the deal. You're going to see that your PIP is going to be flexed and your DIP is hyperextended in a boutonniere deformity. Doesn't say anything like that in the question. C, carpal tunnel syndrome doesn't even answer the question. It's not a deformity. I'm going to get rid of it. And last but not least, Benedict hand. We see this when a patient has an ulnar nerve palsy, not median nerve. We see this with a patient who has fourth and fifth digit numbness and this claw-like appearance on that medial side of the hand. That has nothing to do with the question. And therefore, I can eliminate D with certainty. Again, leaving us with our final answer of A. For those of you who got this one correct, again, congratulations for you. If you struggle with areas like this, I want you to know that this is something that we go over on our YouTube channel as well. We break it down visually and go through questions. So check out our new YouTube channel that's out there. Definitely participate in a lot of the practice questions that we have for you, all right? And for those of you who are still not in our private Facebook group, every single Monday we go in there, we drop absolute fire on what you need to do, the steps you need to take to prepare well and go in there and dominate the MPTE. So if you're a PT student or new grad and you need guidance right now, you're overwhelmed and you want to start preparing for the exam stress-free, well, I need you to put into your phone right now, www.nptegroup.com, and the team will get you in, all right? And we also have our free cheat sheets that are out there, all right? The 10 free musculoskeletal ones, you can get that by going to www.nptecheatsheets.com. So whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Ghana, Overbreak, wherever you're at in podcast land, go into the show notes, click the link in there, and you can get it. Hi, this is Kyle, and thanks for downloading the podcast. I always enjoy spending this time with you, and I hope that you leave today feeling motivated and with a better understanding. Make sure to subscribe to get new mock NPTE questions each week. I deeply appreciate your support. It helps keep this mission going. And as I always say, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you next time.